and welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel. And I am Carmen. Carmen, have you ever noticed that the older we get, the faster time seems to speed by? Oh, absolutely. You know, I remember my grandmother and and probably every other learned adult in my life telling me these in the blink of an eye stories. Enjoy these moments, she would say, indicating that they would never last. And at the time, it seemed like they would never be over. For example, um, I think that I think back to when I had three infants uh, waking up at different times during the night for a nappy change and a bottle. And I had trouble, definitely had trouble seeing that as a blessing at the time. But then I woke up one morning to the fact that I had slept through the night for the first time in months. And I was devastated. I cried because I realized how important that that time was for me and the boys when they would wake up and it would just be us and the house would be quiet. And it was just a really son, mother loving moment. And then boom, it's over. Uh, Talking about crying in last first moments, I drove Neil to Buckhorn High School, first day of freshman school. I dropped him off. And as I was leaving, I called John. I was like, I just dropped him off, you know, high school. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, we're done. And he goes, I was like, what? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, it's going to go by just like this. You know, it's going to go by so quick. And Emma's right behind him. We're done. And it did. We blinked and we were already, you know, the kids are getting their their college diplomas and have moved off now. But, you know, now that it's easier to see the first and almost impossible to see the last of our children growing up, time is really unforgiving, unstoppable, and irreplaceable. With that in mind, in this episode, we will discuss whether or not to reread a book and why. I popped the cork on a nice bottle of red wine. Oh, I don't love how that sounded. Okay, let me let me say that again. I didn't. <laughs> the the nine year old boy in me just died laughing. And that's what he said. That's what she said. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, I opened a nice bottle of red wine, and um, because I'm the farthest thing from a wine connoisseur. I totally choose wines based on the bottle and the label. Like you did in our episode of Judging a Book by Its Cover. Exactly. This one is from Second Story Wine Company in California. It's called Scarlet Path Old Vine Zinfandel. And the label is red, but it's felted which Ooh, I, love. I love very tactile and it's got a stylized s on the front it's very beautiful well i'm trying to keep with the theme of the show so i'm going i'm drinking my go-to drink which is vodka and tonic with a s- double squeeze of lime <laughs> just my everyday regular go-to 
You know, let me ask you this. When you make your vodka and tonic with your lime, do you insist that your lime is fresh or can you use the, the um, like, bottle of lime? Did you just cuss? Because I think you just said bottle of lime. That would be a no, Carmen. It has to be real. <laughs> I am Girl, having a heart attack right now. the front door. Do not be bringing that in my house. <laughs> if you've joined us through patreon.com, for our premium content, you probably have heard us talk briefly about whether or not we typically reread books. Oh, yes. That was in a, a bubbly, bibbly, quickie, or what we call BBQ. Um, unless you're saying it, Rachel, and you always say barbecue. <laughs> I do, because I am an idiot. But that's right. We were talking about whether or not to, we were going to reread a book that we had both read for our sorority book club oh my gosh and you completely shamed me uh because you were going to reread it because our book club has collegiate members so younger um ladies and you wanted to respect and encourage them by rereading well yes that's right and i did reread the book only to remember how much i really hated it the first time and i kind of <laughs> hated it the second time ah uh, and for the record, it was Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn. <laughs> Dude, tell me what you hated about it. Because, of course, I opted to not reread it. So I had to rely on my review to remind myself why I give it two stars. I don't know if we have enough time on how much I hated it. Because it started <laughs> with the book cover with the sharp red blade um, that just... I don't know. It indicates that you should just slash this book out of your life. Um, <laughs> and then Flynn, she dealt with like very disturbing mental issues that all the characters had to work through. And it was just the characters. I didn't like them. They weren't that compelling. And I was thinking, gosh, I wish all of them would die somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. It, I don't know where to end with it. It wasn't, it just wasn't my favorite. It was just creepy and disturbing to be kind of creepy and disturbing. And But you just didn't like the characters that much. Well, how long did it take you to reread it? And more importantly, did you put another one off to read this one again? No, I just, I went ahead and I took this book. I didn't put down another book. Um, so it only took me, because I work and everything, and I just usually have an hour, maybe a day to read. So I think it took me like three or four days to reread it. But on the other hand, why did you choose not to reread it for the discussion? Well, I will use your abandoning book criteria as an example. So if a book doesn't grab you almost immediately, it seems a waste of time to continue reading it. And I feel that exact same way about rereading a book that I have already deemed a stinker. So I don't know if you looked at my review of Sharp Objects, but this was the third book that I read by this author. I read this one in 2012, followed by Gone Girl in 2013, and then finally Dark Places in 2015. And I rated them 1.5, 3, and 2 
respectively. So, you know, suffice it to say that despite the buzz surrounding any more books by her, I will more than likely not plan to read them. I agree with your assessment on those of her following books. The Gone Girl was probably my favorite. I didn't like Dark Places, but Sharp Objects was the worst for me. So I totally absolve you from not reading it. And I will also throw in that the streaming series called Utopia that you encouraged me to watch was written by her. So let's pour you another drink. I seem to remember, Carmen, that you were saying that you and your mom reread or read a particular book every year at Christmas. Am I remembering that correctly? Well, you know, that's our intention for sure. My mom discovered this book called The Christmas Pearl by Dorothea Benton Frank, and she absolutely fell in love with it. This was several years ago in 2014, and I have read it several times, but she and I definitely need to plan to reread it together around Christmas. It, it's just really, really good. Well, tell me a little bit about it. Okay. Um, It's about a family matriarch who's trying to get her family together for Christmas. But honestly, her family is a bunch of assholes. And the holiday is... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She has this Norman Rockwell picture in mind, and that's totally not what is happening. So she sends a plea out to the cosmos. and, And when she sends that plea out, she's thinking about her grandmother's housekeeper, who always made the holidays something special and magical. And I think I talked to you before about books with magical realism. Um, This book has magical realism in it. And because of that magical realism, her wish is granted. And, you know, just talking about it makes me want to pull it off my bookshelf and read it again. Oh, this just sounds like such a nice book to read around the holidays. And... It's even more special that you're reading it with your mom and you guys can discuss it. Yes, absolutely. I love that my mom is such a prolific reader. She uh, has a Kindle and she typically uh, downloads tons of books and she talks to me about them. And I, I just, she has really been such a great reading role model um, for me. But uh, tell me about a book that you read over and over. I have actually, so it's a series. So I'm rereading, um, this may surprise you, but I'm not, well, I'm rereading Harry Potter. And right now I'm on Deathly Hollows. So after the Halloween and everything, you got me back into reading, you know, well, you made me read scary stories. <laughs> so I decided. Okay, I was first go back. of all, I, you're a grown ass woman, Rachel, and I didn't make you do anything. And let me remind <laughs> you, that your damn husband used to read Edgar Allan Poe as bedtime stories. Which has given them both like sleep problems. I am completely without guilt. And I cannot watch Nurse Ratchet before I go to bed. (gasps) Rachel, that is such a good show. It is a good show, but I can't watch it at night before I go to bed because it makes me stay up and I have to think through it all and figure (laughs) it all out. Oh my gosh, I can't, I just can't do it. So I'm rereading right now. I'm just, I'm rereading 
um, Harry Potter, and I'm not even going in order because Deathly Hallows is one of my favorites. So I just grabbed it and I'm rereading it. It's not a book that I'm rereading all the time. I haven't ever read it. Re I don't really reread a book. Really? Well, maybe um, like. You don't have a book that you absolutely adore and every now and then you go back to it. Do you remember in You've Got Mail when. Yes. The main character would read Pride and Prejudice all the time, and that she would one, struggle yeah. with whether or not uh, Elizabeth went with Mr. Darcy. I think that I know, right? What? Mr. Darcy. Oh, let me just, first off, one of my favorite characters. But actually, I take that back. I guess I we reread Of Mice and Men. Remember I told you John always picks up a book. So we always have like, of mice and men somewhere on one of our shelves. So, and, and what's up with rereading of mice and men? Because apparently that's what airports feel is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank God they don't put crime and punishment in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe I would think Pride and Prejudice, Emma, and Wuthering Heights. Those are maybe my three that I have reread. I take that back then. Yeah. Okay, and you know, when we were uh, talking about the books that really made you a reader. Right. Those, those were the books that you mentioned because they have such strong women mm -hmm. and they were just very encouraging and motivating and really great role models. Yeah. I love that. So, see, you do reread, my I friend. Yes, I do. Of mice and men, that doesn't have a strong woman, but whatever. Oh, you know, let's just. I don't know let's, why. Yeah, let's just forget that. I'm buying John a Christmas. You know what I'm going to get him for his Christmas stocking this year? Of mice and men. You know what? Do me a favor. Go on the um, New York Public Library website and see if you can get a Christmas ornament from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. That oh my awesome. god, yeah. Because oh, I've been buying. That gives Go me. An, we should just do a whole. Who does like a book themed Christmas tree? That would be awesome. Oh, that would be awesome. Side note. Okay, if you have a book themed Christmas tree, you need to take a picture and send it to us. Oh, I would love that. Or how about one of those Christmas trees made out of books? I tried to do that one year. Oh, and I, hard. Yes. I almost, it almost made me want to slip my wrists. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I absolutely couldn't do it. And how stupid do you have to be to not make a freaking tree out of books laying on their side? Well, I was thinking, you know, if you do like uh, origami out of pages of books or if you um, decorate with, I don't know, you find little things that mean certain things about books or. Well, you know, I have, when I went to New York, Manhattan, um, I bought some ornaments from the, the New York Public Library. Oh, and um, yeah, so that's why I say go on their website. So go on their website and tell me what you find. Okay, I will. Okay. All right. A lot of people think that rereading is indulgent because it's a waste of your reading time. There are so many other books out there to be re to be reading. 
the first reading, the first go around. Why waste your time on another book of another story that you've already read and you know? So again, I'll use The Hobbit as an example. When I read it first, I was in high school and had absolutely no interest in reading it. Did I mention there was a map on the page one? And if you guys remember my criteria, it did not grab my attention. (laughs) I pretty much only read it because everybody else in my group was reading it. And I had to like figure out what they were talking about. However, I feel like if I read it today, I would totally have a different experience with the book and the little characters, The Hobbit. Did you just say the little characters? Well, they oh, were that's hilarious. They uh, were yeah, okay. Little. I don't think that's politically correct, but we're totally keeping that in. They're hobbits. Um, okay, so it was fictional I, I, character. We are totally keeping noticed, this in. <laughs> I've noticed um, that we seem to talk about you rereading The Hobbit a lot, and um, so I have to ask you. I mean, I'm talking three or four episodes now. We've talked about you rereading The Hobbit to see if you know you can give it a a, a different kind of perspective and and have a different shake on it. Um, Give us an update on that, Rachel. Okay. The long and short of it is, no, I haven't reread it, and I probably won't this year. <laughs> it will be okay. Not this year at all. I don't. Uh, oh. I really. Well, you, I'm digging year, myself a hole. It open. People who love The Hobbit are going to be sending me email now, going, "Read it, read it." <laughs> that is that what a Hobbit? That's is that what a Hobbit sounds like? Read it, read it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, oh my god. The, long the you... short of it is no, I'm not I'm not gonna reread it right now. No. Well, speaking of people who may uh send us notes saying that you should reread it, um, you know, books can become an obsession. And uh you know, we've all heard the stories of a mentally ill shooter who had a book in his back pocket. I'm, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to bring up their names. But I am reminded of an obsession by actor Peter Sellers, who played the Pink, Pink Panther. Panther. I loved him. Yeah, in, in movies. I don't know if you know this, but he was obsessed with a book called Being There. Yes, I did know that. And it was by a uh, Polish-American author, Jerzy Kaczynski. Now, Peter Sellers read the book and he started pursuing the author to allow him to play the main character. And the name, main character's name was Chance. And he was a gardener. And basically, the author said no. Uh, Sellers was having a hard time with financial backing at this point in his career. It's kind of on the downslope. Um and until it was finally released, the, the movie being there in 1979, the interviews that I read with his friends said that he absolutely could think of nothing else. He talked about it every day. He kept a copy of the book with him all the time. And he wrote to Kaczynski at first and he said, you have invaded my life. And mm. then over the next seven years, he transformed himself into Chance the Gardener, which in the book 
people thought his name was Chauncey Gardner. Mm-hmm. And he ordered business cards and stationery with the name Chauncey Gardner. And when the author, Kaczynski, and Peter Sellers finally met in Malibu, Peter Sellers said to him, you don't understand, I am Chauncey Gardner. Mm. And that was the last film that uh, Peter Sellers ever made. Right. I don't know if you've seen it, Rachel, I but have. It, I did see it's it. It's pretty and, poignant. And uh, the the supporting actor was Sellers, uh, Melvin Douglas. He won the best the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, and it also won the British Academy Award and a Best Screenplay and a Writers Guild of America Award. And a Golden Globe. It was an, but you know, it was not without controversy. Is that right? The author of being there was accused of plagiarizing in 1932, the Polish bestseller titled "The Career of Nicodemus Dezima," as well as Dezima or or De, the career of Nicodemus Dezima Dezima Dezima, as well as being accused as the same with his first novel. Yeah. So, you know, I read a little bit about that and um, it really does have the exact same theme and setup and plot. And there's no doubt in my mind that um, the author Kaczynski absolutely plagiarized this Polish bestseller, probably thinking that American audiences would never, ever find out. And it makes me wonder what Sellers, if if Sellers would have been so enamored with the career of Nicodemus Dismal. Right. It's very interesting. And the sound of our cheering fans means it's time for listener comments. We posed the question of whether or not you reread books. And we got this comment from Janet. Yes, but rarely. I have reread my two favorite three times each. I have added another favorite just this year and will most likely read again. Why these books? I like complex stories that are both character driven and plot driven. I would say I lean more toward character, but even a great character needs something to do or a conflict to bring out it to bring out their best. I have to love a character and be invested in them. The best books invoke all the feels and draw me in so far that I forget the outside world. Rereading these books also give me a sense of comfort and nostalgia as it brings back memories. Great comment, Janet. You know, Janet has left several comments on our social media posts, and we appreciate her for being one of our really good friends of the show. Yeah, but you know what? I need to know what these books are now that Janet has listed them like this and described them. I'm a little disappointed. Janet, make a comment and let us know what those books are. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, Janet, that you didn't tell us the titles. Um, All right, and mine is, here's what Kathy, a member of our sorority book club, said about how she chooses her next read. Maybe I should try making a plan this month. First on the list will be sharp objects for the book club. I find that if I read the selection too early in the month, I don't remember the details when we meet. 
the struggle is real. <laughs> I totally relate, Kathy. I am a very fast reader and I have the same problem. So I have to set a date about four days before the discussion to start the book. Let us know whether you reread titles again and again and which ones they are and why you like to reread them. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And of course, visit us at www.bubblybibbly.com where you can sign up for our monthly newsletter, receive notices of new items on our site, get information on our premium content at Patreon, and buy some Bubbly Bibbly merchandise. And according to Johnny Rich, to reread a book is to read a different book. The reader is different. The meaning is different. <laughs>